talking and I'm not and I'm just <laughs> And then I'm talking <laughs> No but wait wait I have something for him Boom you get shot down Now you just fucking me aren't you <laughs> I'm just wondering why all these people like kids The Weird History and Eerie Tales podcast Concentrate on the Wow! <laughs> FY does nothing wrong with Blackie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, gagging me. <laughs> All right, welcome everybody to another episode of the can't. Weird History Eerie Tales podcast. I am your host, Moses Sorry, and with me to my left is Achi. Choke me like you hate me. And then sitting to the right of me is my brother Josh. Yeah, yeah, we're back, baby. This is my new voice. <laughs> And if you guys can't tell by the tone of their voices, we are talking about Boogie Man. Boogie with the hoodie. Boogie with the hoodie. Boogie with the hoodie. Boogie with the hoodie. The voice you guys were doing, that's what I expected Boogie Man to sound like. Uh, Fucking low, guttural voice. Right. Like, I won't be scared if he sounds like Pee Wee Herman. Like, suck my dick. (laughs) That would be scary. No, like, suck my dick. Because we imagine that's what the Boogie Man would sound deep. He oh. sounds like Pee Wee fucking Herman Quang or some shit like that. I'm, I'm out. He's I'm not a shit He's not a clown. <laughs> <laughs> Pee Wee Herman is a clown. You tell him he's not a clown. He's Bro. funny. Like a fucking clown. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about all things Boogeyman. We're going to be talking about uh, what what the whole thing is, like what a Boogeyman is. Yep, yep. We're going to be talking about Boogeyman from around the world. And then we're going to finish off the episode with my brother giving us a few stories and accounts of actual... Of people's actual accounts of them encountering Boogeyman. Or at least that's what they say because it's the yeah. internet, you know? All right, right. Mm-hmm. Believe everything you say. Everything, I mean, everything on the internet is true. So when it comes to the Boogeyman, we all have our personal interactions, beliefs, and introductions to this larger-than-life thing. Whether it was through horror movies or just a natural fear of the dark, the boogeyman has always, always been that natural or unnatural thing we feared. When you think something might be lurking under your bed, it's never La Llorona or the Baba Yaga. When we stare at the small open crack of our closet door, it's never a vampire or a werewolf we fear. It's always the boogeyman. It's always the boogeyman, this thing whose shape or form changes from not only era to era and country to country, but from person to person. To one person, the boogeyman could be a large, thin, humanoid being crawling out of that small open slit of their closet door, like a spider reaching for its prey. And to another, the boogeyman is this ethereal static being coming for you know their soul the boogeyman although elusive as ever only comes out in the dark and is obviously obviously scary as fuck which is perfect considering how this dark nightmarish entity is somewhat rooted in folklore so when it comes to the boogeyman like almost everything there's always a story where this fucking thing comes from. All right, all right. Fairy tales and folk stories. When you guys hear that word, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? When someone says fairy tales, folk stories, what are the first thing that comes to your mind? Uh, Jack and the Beanstalk. I don't know, Disney. So I asked, my, I asked Josh's 14-year-old sister, 
when she hears the words fairy tales. Isn't that it's just funny how you uh, said. We're not claiming. I'm it's not claiming her. She's your 14 year old sister. She's your 14 year old sister. Damn. So I asked her yesterday. Shots fired. I'm like, when you hear the word fairy tales, what do you think of? And the first thing she immediately answered was fairies, glitters, and castles, which is true when we think of fairy tales. Disney, Jack like and the Beanstalk, adult, that's what we think, of, yeah. right? As we all know, many of our favorite fairy tales and folk stories were metaphors to teach children morals and to keep them behaving accordingly through catchy stories that grabbed a child's attention. But not all fairy tales were Disney in nature. There are some pretty dark and grim fairy tales, such as Neil Gaiman's Snow, Glass, and Apples. Snow White, she's a fucking vampire. What? She murks her dad and puts a green light on her stepmother. And in this version, the evil queen has to stop Snow White. Oh, shit. So it's the opposite. So it's like, the like tables are turned. And another, another evil, dark folklore fairy tale is La Llorona. If you guys want, you guys can check out our Baba Yaga and La Llorona episode to learn more. And it's amongst these dark and old tales where we can start to see fragments of the origin of our elusive boogeyman. Today, the boogeyman is specifically this non-specific type of monster. I think that's like the perfect way to describe it. He's a specific, non-specific type. And is always around the corner. But monsters being around irrationally around the corner have always existed. And most have had names. Such as Krampus, the Old Hag, Hombre del Costal, or the Sackman, mm-hmm. or the Aich Aulhara. Don't forget about John Wick. Once killed three men in a bar. A pencil. I know, I've heard the story. The fucking pencil. Who the fuck can do that? Motherfucker looks in the corner and shadow. And John Wick, right? So usually when we think of monsters, when we think of monsters that are always around the corner, for the most part, they've always had a name. It's always been this thing. When you think of Krampus, what do you think of? What do you see in Krampus? When When you hear the word Krampus, what do you picture? Fucking this ghoulish, oldish, grimish. Like goat thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And when you think of an old hag, what do you think of La Baba Yaga? What, what do you when you hear the word Baba Yaga? What do you think? This old, older, crippled lady, saggy titties, saggy right? Titties. And when you hear the boogeyman, everyone has their own. Oh yeah, freaking their own ranges. version, their own their own version of it. So like I'm, the I the so for example like the I the H Awulhara, he's an Algerian boogeyman, whose body is made puzzled together out of hundreds of animal parts whose eyes are just balls of fire. It wears a coat made out of the flesh of the children it has eaten. Oh shit. And this is nice. And this is a specific a specific example of the boogeyman, which is like kind of perfect because when you we hear the boogeyman, we all have our own version. Even countries yeah. have their own version of the boogeyman. So what is one thing all of these boogeymen have in common? If I were to ask you guys Every boogeyman, what is one thing they all have in common? I would say uh, they lurk in your room. I feel like they're there to teach you a lesson. I mean, yeah, you're, you're right. They all do have, they all do. You're not wrong. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. But Achi's right. They're all, they're all, all of them, they're all tools used to scare and emotionally scar children into behaving. It's always, you better do this or the boogeyman's going to get you. You better do this or the boogeyman's going to get you. It's always used. It's always used to scare kids. Almost every culture has its own boogeyman. This haunting, 
elusive creature which perverts our childhood memories. When you think of being a little kid, when you think of a back, you know, right today, when you think of being a little kid, when you're like five, six, seven years old, and you and you remember being five, six years old, looking into a dark corner, you start picturing like, what the fuck is in that corner? Yeah. It's these monsters, and it's these, and it's this fear that our parents put in us that perverts those memories yeah. because there was nothing there. But when you think back at it, you you keep thinking, I remember thinking there was this thing there. Yeah. So that's what's that? What's that phrase where it's like, um, people are not afraid of the dark; they're afraid of what lurks in the dark. Oh. That's the boogeyman for you, you know. And like I said, they're all tools our parents used to scare us. Mm-hmm. All because our fucking parents wanted five minutes to watch *Primer Impacto*. Gigante. Yeah. Right? They just wanted us to shut the fuck up. Shut up. So when it comes to the origin of our unbeloved boogeyman, some have come to believe that the boogeyman originated in Scotland, and that this Lovecraftian terrible indescribable thing our shapeless slithering boogeyman it was first referenced in the 1500s although the belief is that it has existed much longer than that and it was reference and it was a reference to hobgoblins scotland has this weird thing about hobgoblins and when they mentioned the boogeyman it was in reference to these hobgoblins mm. and that reference is even in the boogeyman's name as the word B-O-G-G-E meant hobgoblin. So that was kind of where the word boogeyman derived from. B-O-G-G-E. So throughout Europe, these hobgoblins are mainly the small, friendly, and at the very worst, pranksters. But there are stories sprinkled throughout all these this hob these hobgoblin lores about more dangerous ones. Ones who would torment humans and sometimes even scaring them. To death. No matter what boogeyman we're talking about, you could pick your favorite one or one of the ones I mentioned not so long ago. It exists as one of the more renowned and feared things ever. Every, not everyone is scared of La Llorona because not everyone knows about the Llorona. Not everyone is scared of the Baba Yaga because not everyone's aware of the Baba Yaga. Right. Everyone at one point in their life has been scared of the boogeyman. Everyone knows of the boogeyman. Everyone's boogeyman from person to person. It's, it's a personal thing. It's right. its own image. It's not cultural specific. Exactly. And if, if I could picture right now what my boogeyman would look like mm-hmm. after watching that Bugs Bunny fucking parody, <laughs> I was like, oh, nice. It stinks. That's your boogeyman? Nice. That would be my fucking boogeyman, motherfucker. Damn. And he'll carry on. That would be my boogeyman. What is. All right, now that we're on the topic, did you, okay. did, as little kids, did you guys ever picture a boogeyman? Yes. Well, what is, Achi's, just staring at me with like, like he's Bro. going to PTSD like, right now. It looks to, like you're about to, to be a, honest, like bef- before, right yeah. I'm, still I'm, breaking, you still break? I, I need to step outside real quick. Um, <laughs> I'll get the exorcism ready. I got you. Um, so be- before like Slenderman came on, I pictured Slenderman. As my boogeyman, like a suit, just a tall, sl- wait, like suit ta- or just a tall, slender, like tall figure? slender figure. Yeah, suited. No, just like uh, just just a tall and silhouette of that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like that. That's what I pictured as my boogeyman. Because, like, like you yeah. said, it's not what what you you never feared the dark. It's but what what yeah. lurks, what in, lurks the in the dark. I, yeah, and I was so scared like, of the dark because of that shit. Yeah, because I was like, something's in there. Because 
what our parents tell us. Because you know yeah, how yeah. sometimes when you see like whatever your clothes is like on the fucking rack and shit like that. Yeah. Like I always see a figure. Like my mind automatically just like starts putting shit together and things like there's someone fucking there. And it was always this tall slender figure that was my boogeyman for me. And you? Yeah. I don't I don't remember what I thought my boogeyman was. But I knew I was scared of the dark because of what my mom had Kukui. Like for us, that yeah, was, same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. so I didn't grow up knowing. Like we didn't call it the boogeyman. It was just Kukui, El, El Kukui, El Kukui yeah. you know. Um, yeah, I don't know what I thought, but I knew something was in there if I kept on fucking around. You know? Yeah. My, What's funny, like my my I don't parents, fuck around and find out. <laughs> my parents never used that like for us to like set set us straight. They use a fucking chancla and the cinto, but like. For the kukui, that was always like older cousins, yeah, or like shit yeah. like that. That were like, or freaking, when we're outside a little yeah, bit too yeah, late, yeah, when yeah. he wanted us inside, yeah. No, but like for not for, for you, me, no. For me, it was just like my cousins will be like hanging outside, or it's like freaking late at night. And they're like, hey, 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 fucking dad's farm yeah now it's all like city and shit but back in days from where our parent no yeah our dad's farm or whatever from there to the city was how long of a of a walk of just fucking nothingness like a mile yeah yeah it was like a mile just a dirt trot of just trees and abandoned dude completely darkness and uh, it was horrible it was horrible dude and then not only that You'd cross through that, right? And yeah. the part of the city where you're going to enter through, as soon as you walk in, <laughs> it's a it's the fucking cemetery. So you got to enter through the cemetery. Oh, yeah. It's like horrible. Oh. So to think you're almost out of the woods, hell no, motherfucker, bam, bro. You're out of the woods. You're, 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 you're out of the woods. <laughs> yeah, bro. And then my, my, cu- my cucuy fucking sensors just went haywire. Oh, haywire in freaking Mexico, bro, like where, where my grandma's play, um over Mexico is it, they're literally right by the river and there's yeah. this creepy ass bridge that crosses you over to the opposite side of the river and that whole area is fucking dark and so there's a couple of times we'll walk past by the bridge because there's like a uh, like a little com- like market store or whatever that we would go hang out and you know grab our, our snacks and stuff and we'd pass by that bridge you and, always be and I would never I would never look dude oh, yeah, I would like, never fucking fuck. look fucking our our grandma house bro it's two stories yeah right but it's like the shower was, we didn't have a technically a roof, uh, a roof technically, yeah. right? My grandma's house. Do you know how how it doesn't have no, like it, it's it's weird. It all right. So my grandma's house, it's a two story house, okay. right? But imagine the all the rooms are along the walls. There's nothing in the center of the house, so they're all oh, around. Oh, it's the walls. like open. Yeah. So it's open in the middle. Right, right, right. So so down there was the shower, the only shower. When I house. went in the middle, in the middle downstairs, downstairs, and oh, everyone okay. would sleep on top. My right. grandma would sleep on the right hand side, but yeah. she always closed her doors and shit. Right. So, if you were gonna shower, you better shower when in the daytime because if it's nighttime, it's, it's dim light, and you felt like you're outside because the second you just you open the door, it's outside. You're, you're outside. Yeah, right? you're it's outside. Like a little area. Oh, okay, and, 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 and then you're on the second floor, so you have to take those fucking old stone steps all the way down. There's no light. And the stairs are like outside. Yeah, it's in the center of the house. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you. Yeah. So as you. So the only light you have is the moonlight. Oh fuck. Uh huh. You didn't have any lights outside. Nope. I mean, there might be a little lamp here and there, but it's yeah. not gonna light up the whole fucking area. Yeah. But it's when you're in the shower, 
where it's it's not glass, but you can see like shadows and shit. Oh, okay. right. So I mean, you can't see who's showering, but you can kind of like see the silhouette of right, someone. Right, right. So when I'm in there, right, it takes yeah, and, and just picturing someone's literally right there outside waiting for you. Yeah, that was like you my can't fear. See. Yeah, yeah, because you can't see. Fuck. So it's like. You create that image, and then kind of like you said, with the doesn't help that everyone has their own haunted stories about that whole fucking house in that house. So, so to top it off, don't shower at night. It's, it's haunted too. Oh, my my thing. My we're, we're recording. Yeah, what's we're yours? recording our, our next episode over there. <laughs> <laughs> my boogeyman has never had a form. It was just always on four legs. It was always on four it legs. Just, what it do you mean? Doesn't have that like form. No, but I never had. I, I I never pictured a face. Like, like, there's oh, no okay, detail. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, it was always on all fours. If okay. I would picture something, I would picture something in the corner. It's just waiting yeah. for me on all fours. Fucking Demogorgon. Some fuck. something. But like I meant. But like going back to what the fuck we were talking about. It's fucked how the boogeyman is used as a means to get children to clean their rooms or to go to sleep. Considering what the boogeyman is. Many boogeymen are said to have long nails or claws that they use to scratch your window in the dead of night. Some have eyes that watch children with terrifying eyes when they go out at night. While others have horns and look very animal-like. Like like I said, this is specific, non-specific type of monster. Mm -hmm. But another possible origin for a boogeyman has to do with the Black Plague. In the UK... They had buggy men. That's what they were called. Buggy men. Men who buggy drove men. Men who drove buggies. Okay. And their jobs were picking up the dead that were people who died on the streets. Because it's the black plague. People were just dropping dead. And their job was to go and pick them up and throw them in these buggies. But because of their all because of all these because of their contact with the dead, they were the boogeymen themselves were almost always sick. And they're often malnourished. So there was these men walking down the street called boogeymen that were these skeletons with skinny and sunken eyes. That's another possible origin well, of got it. Of these the boogeymen look scary as fuck. While some boogeymen, you know, they do have an appearance to point to. Here in the States, our boogeyman is this shape-shifting shadow that could squeeze through the slightest open cracks. Or envelop that large dark room. It can appear as a tree limb scratching against our window in the dead of night. Or simply present itself as the shadow lurking underneath our bed. So while it may or may not have a specific form. One thing it does have is a personality. Or at least traits that we can attribute to almost all the boogeyman and their incarnations. Like for one, the boogeyman... Starters, they give off strong pedo vibes, considering they only go for children. While there are some tales that the boogeyman will go after any wrongdoer, those are usually the exception rather than the rule. So for one, boogeyman, they're pedophiles. That's the way. That's how I'm labeling them. Pedophiles. (laughs) Two, the boogeyman never, ever have stricken anyone considered to be good. So if you ain't doing shit, you ain't got nothing to worry about. Three. Most boogeyman's punishments are pretty chill considering how scary they can be. Most boogeyman settle to just scratch windows, jump scaring you in the middle of the night, appearing as a shadow, and chasing children who have run away or wandered away from home. At the very worst, you're going to get fucking scared like a motherfucker. They're just trying to see straight. I mean, seeing shit like that will get fucking scared. Four, it's rare, 
but a few stories of the boogeyman encompass both sides of a coin. Some are said to have taste for children and will often sneak into the rooms to carry them away at night for them to be never seen again. And others are sent to protect a certain or are often protectors of children. Also, very few boogeymen have been known to not discriminate when it comes to age and will come after anyone being a dickhead. His form of justice doesn't discriminate and will always attack the guilty on sight. So, from everything we're gathering, one of the things about the boogeyman that encompasses one one word that could describe a boogeyman is fear. When we think of the boogeyman, you think of fear. That is the driving force behind the boogeyman. Its main thing is holding power over the victim, which is why he is used by parents or adults in position of power when it comes to children. So for the sake of trying to get a good episode under our belts, let's assume, at least for this little section, that the boogeyman is real. So let me put on my monocle and Sherlock Holmes hat and let's deduce the shit out of this boogeyman. So with the boogeyman feeding off the fear of its victims, it's easy to assume it does so because it wants an easy meal. No one wants no, no one wants to go after a, a, a difficult meal. No one, everyone always wants an easy meal. And what's easier than going after a child who's literally too scared to fight you? The boogeyman feeds off the negative emotions of its victims to stay in our physical world. Children being its prey of choice. The more the child suffers, the stronger the boogeyman gets. This especially becomes a problem when the victim is too scared off to fight off spirits and warn off ghosts. But this isn't the child's fault. The fault lies on the parents. They spend a lot of time babying children, always checking their closets, checking underneath the bed, and so on and so forth, that they don't allow the kids to get mentally stronger. How many times growing up, have your parents, hey, go to the garage and get something. It's dark. Go to the fucking garage and get it. And you face your fear. Fuck. And you go to the garage and you realize nothing's there. So you're like, yeah. all right. That makes, that makes you stronger against these fucking boogeymen. Right. Which is weird because you would think you're that that's the time where you're scared the most, where you're forced to go in there. But I guess because the fact that you face it is where you leave you. Reverse psychology, bitch. Parents have to teach the children how to control their fear or else the boogeyman will get their child. And those children who are taken will be found either in a coma or dead. Oh, shit. So to defend against the boogeyman is to have a strong will, which is lost in many children. So parents, encourage your children to get good, get better in life skills. Teach them to cook, dress themselves, finish their chores, because as they become more confident, their will gets stronger. It makes their everyday fears slowly begin to fade. Mm. Sure, there are some band-aid solutions when it comes to defeating or defending against the boogeyman, like lighting up a whole room. Does the boogeyman need darkness to literally appear and light will keep it away? That is until the light goes off or the child moves to a darker area. Then that kid is fucked again. Also, depending on the boogeyman and where you are in the world and what fairy tale your boogeyman got shat out of, there are ways to controlling some shadowy fuckers. For example, if you're going up against the Mexican Sackman, that's his name, Sackman, el hombre del saco. All you gotta do is take his sack away. He's this dude who carries a sack, who carries this big ass bundle, 
And as he's walking, his thing is, if you're scared of him, he'll just throw you in his bundle and you're, his, you're for him forever. Mm-hmm. As a parent or as a kid, if you want to fight against him, you, just, you could literally wrestle the sack away from him. And if you take it away, it can't go back home. Because uh, that's how he disappears. If someone's about to turn on the light, he just jumps in the sack and everything, and it just boop, boop yeah, disappears. Magic. Right? But if you take it away, you can't go home. So then it becomes your bitch if you like. It becomes your Dobie? You become. You can take the sack away. <laughs> you can take the sack away and turn on the lights. And with it not being able to go home, it will usually burst up and die. Or you can keep the sack as some sort of blackmail and keep the boogeyman as some sort of infernal Dobie. You took the words right out of my mouth. Okay. Okay. But make sure if you do the latter, if you do decide to make him your Dobie, you're going to take the sack away. You got to keep it away forever. So you gotta hold on to that sack. You get, you, I don't know what the fuck you're gonna do. I don't know if you're gonna keep it in a room. In, in, in a room that's always. Li- I don't know what the fuck you're gonna do, but always keep it away. Because if not, it will put your stupid ass in the sack, and then you become his pocket dimension prisoner. Also, when it comes to when it comes to finding the boogeyman, prayers, dick, they don't work. <laughs> Herbs, stones, rituals, yeah. More dick. Basura. More dick. Basura. The only way to defeat the boogeyman or a boogeyman is to break the child's fear and stop it from getting them. If the, ch- if the child ain't scared of the boogeyman, the boogeyman can't get the kid. So parents, instead of saying, you better go to bed or else the boogeyman will get you, <laughs> instead, say, you better wash them dishes and clean them gutters because if not, the boogeyman will snatch your unskilled having ass. Listen up, you little shit. Listen up, you little unskilled. Or get got. Are you going to wash the cars? We're going to let go the boogeyman, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're going to go ahead and move on to uh, our segment of boogeyman from around the world. So we'll be doing some uh, kind of like crossover episode type of thing. Because some of these boogeyman actually are references to some of our other episodes. Like our first one is actually a boogeyman from Japan, which is actually a yokai. So if you want to hear more about yokai, go ahead and check out our yokai episode. Number yokai. Not, what was the one we did? It was yokais, and then we did another one. I was just a senpai, like a fucking idiot. <laughs> yokai wow. or senpai? Yeah, we did a whole episode on <laughs> senpais. I don't know. Yokai and... I'm not editing this out, so we better get this shit quick. Uh, it's going to be a long... Uh, <laughs> I want to say kaiju. I want to say kaiju. Yes. Yes. Onis? Or, or is that part of... No. Yokai's. No. Oni's. The listeners are screaming, you fucking <laughs> idiot <laughs> fucks. But they're not because you're going to edit this out. So I'm not editing none of this out. Uh, Isn't it an Omi? Oni? The uh, evil spirits? I don't know. I forgot what. Yeah. Oni. I think it was. Yokai's and. We we have the butt. Yurei's. Oh, bitch. God, we're stupid. <laughs> God, we're stupid. So, for all of you, for everyone that was screaming at nothing, screaming Yurei's, we are sorry. You, you guys know this is. We're, we're, we're dumb. This is actually your fault. <laughs> I'm picking my nose while. So, so, we didn't fuck up. 
Y'all, y'all fucked, fucked up. Y'all fucked up for listening. No, we didn't fuck up. Y'all just expected too much. <laughs> Set your expectations low, motherfucker. You'll never be disappointed. Trust. Uh, especially with us. Especially <laughs> with us, right? Oh, this episode is going to be shitty. Yep. Bro, just when we think we can't get hit rock, down we hit rock bottom. We fucking we Mortal Kombat another layer down. All right, I'll just continue. All right, so the first one is going to be the Ashadai uh, Yashiki. Which translates to the foot washing manner. So here's the appearance of the Ashadai Yashiki, which was this bizarre phenomenon which took place in the Endo period in the neighborhood of Endo known as Honjo, which is now present day uh, Sumida Ward uh, in Tokyo. And is known as one of the seven wonders of Honjo. And so. Long ago, here's a tale of the Ashadai Yashiki. Oh, shit. Long ago, lived Hatamato, which is a high-ranking samurai named Aji no Kuyunosuke. I might just call him Aji. So one night, in his manner in Onjo, a loud booming voice was heard, and it echoed like thunder, saying, Wash my foot. Just then and there, there was a splintering crack and the ceiling tore open. An enormous foot descended into the mansion. The foot was covered with thick, bristly hair and it was filthy. The terrified servant scrambled to gather buckets, waters, and rags and actually proceeded to do what he asked. It washed his foot until it was thoroughly clean. Then afterwards, this giant foot ascended up through the roof and disappeared. The following night, and every night thereafter, the same thing occurred. This giant booming voice would say, Wash my foot! And the servants just proceeded to do the, to do, to, to the um, duty. After a few nights of all this, Aju could not take this anymore. He was like, you know what? Fuck this. Let's not, let's <laughs> not wash his foot. He does not wash his motherfucker's foot. Let's see what he does. <clears throat> yeah. And that night, the foot crashed through the ceiling, demanded again, and it was just simply ignored. So Ooh. what happened? They ignored him. It thrashed around violently, destroying vast swaths of the mansion's roof in the process. Uh, Aji complained to his friends about the nightly visitor and the destruction that it was causing. They were very interested. Right, sorry, I'll try not to cut you off, but just to paint a picture, the boogeyman we're talking about is an actual fucking leg for it's the people. Literally, it's a just foot. a fucking a giant mountainous foot. fucking forty foot leg. It's, it's just literally yeah. from thigh down. Yeah, right. It's just so it's, so fucking tall, you cannot see the rest of its body. Yeah, and it talks. Yeah, apparently it talks. It talks. Right, you so can hear. It would be like the reincarnation of Red Foreman. Let's put a foot up your ass. Yep. Is it the foot he's talking about? That's, that's his foot. foot. Wow, that's a little big ass foot. Dumbass. <laughs> Dumbass. Right, I should continue. I just wanted carry to paint on, that picture on. in case don't in case, you, in case we wanted to see the ridiculousness. Not ridiculousness, but some of the no, it is variations yeah. of what a boogie man is. Absolutely. And in this so, case it's a foot. A and, big foot. And so one of the, the, the friends wanted to actually check this out and wanted to figure out what what are you talking about? What's happening over here? What the, what the bullshit are you talking about? What do you mean a Fucking foot fucked your house. And so he he, he told him, he told Aji, he's like, you know what? 
Let me shoot through. Let, let's let's swap mashes. I want to see what the fuck you, you got going on. And so he's like, fuck it. You do that shit. Damn, I want those kind of friends. Let's yeah. swap mansions. Yeah. And so after the, fre- the friend moved in, the giant foot actually never appeared again. It was gone. And so there's no definite conclusion as to what actually caused this strange occurrence. But it's often blamed on the mysterious Tanuki. For they have magical powers and they love playing tricks on people, which is another type of yokai. And I think we saw the picture of it, right? Looked like a little squirrel or something like that. Like a rocket raccoon. With like a rocket uh, raccoon with a freaking. Guys, he, he's all balls. Guys, we could agree he's all balls. He's guys, all balls. We're going to post the picture. Oh, we are. We are. We have to. And fellas, you guys see this character? Please comment with the first thing you notice. <laughs> we're going to, you know, when you guys check this episode out. Go to our Instagram, read history, you can tell us pod, and look for the post with the big ass foot, and then, squat, and then swipe to the right, and you're going to see this little fucker, bottom right corner. Tell us, what is the first thing you <laughs> notice about this little fucker? <laughs> and so that's one explanation. Another one is that the washing, quote unquote, washing of your foot. Yeah. Is actually a Japanese idiom for rehabilitating a criminal. Criminal, a culprit whose quote-unquote feet has been washed can be said to have paid its debt to society. And one interpretation of this story could also be that Aji was doing something illegal, and this yokai appeared to punish him. So going back to the whole thing of, you know, prove Boogie Bang going after the people that are doing to prove a lesson, right? So maybe that's why the 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 this boogeyman. Um, just appeared with just appeared with with Aji because he was probably doing something wrong as he just kept on fucking with him uh, until he, he made right of his wrongdoings so that is the so Asherai Yashiki so the saying washing the foot is the Japanese version of getting off the wagon yeah, just starting off with a clean slate. Is it off? Is it off the wagon or on the wagon? You mean f- for drunks? For rehabilitation? Because it could mean cocaine, it could be an alcoholic. Off and off the wagon. I think on the wagon because I usually hear off the wagon when you're like you're fucked up. But wouldn't it make sense if you're on the wagon because you're on the drink, you're on the that's that other thing. But I never heard that reference. I always hear off the wagon, like he got off the wagon. I heard oh he's on the wagon again. Where'd you hear that? Look, man, just continue saying that. Right? <laughs> All right, so now we're going to go ahead and now move on to a different part of the world. I got to look into it. Australia. Sorry. And this boogeyman is known <laughs> as a Yaramayahu. Maraz Yahoo? Yes, Maraz Yahoo. Yo, do you guys remember Maraz Yahoo? What the fuck? Nah, what the fuck is that? I mean, this is going to sound really racist, but, it, but, but I, I promise it's not. It's a rapping Jew. He is a rapping Jew. It sounds really racist, but yeah. it's, it's a rapping Jew. Yeah, n- now you don't recognize him. He looks younger now than he did before. He fucking does. Also, I saw this video of... Uh, obviously, guys, you guys know we go off on rid- ridiculous tangents. But this video of Manas Yahoo, he's off in like bumfuck like Baja, like some weird Mexican place, the little restaurant, and he walks in, and there's a street performer, and he sings... What, what is it? It was in Hawaii. Or he's in Hawaii. Yeah. He, he walks bumfuck Baja <laughs> California. Well, because it's like one of those little places where like it's you like chill, a little coffee like shop. Station. It's a little coffee shop. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's a little coffee shop. Well, well, he walks in and it's a street performer in the place, 
performing Maris Yahu to Maris Yahu, but he doesn't notice. He doesn't that realize that's Mar- that it's Maris yeah. Yahu. Because when Maris Yahu was big, he had the, like the the curls. Yeah, was in the typical, suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, long fucking beard. And like, now he, he in that video he looks. He doesn't have the curls, right? No, he's he has he's got long hair. He's fucking blonde as hell. Yeah. And then no beard, so you can't tell. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. tell. Just wait, like he he he's looking like he just came back from like a surf sesh. Oh shit! And like, shit. And like the he's people from, are the people from Malibu yeah. right here. Yeah. And the people filming him are laughing and stuff. And the street performer is doing his song, whatever. Yeah. No, and he doesn't realize it that it's yeah. what's doing good job. And like he's playing. And yeah, he, yeah. He goes up. He goes up to him after he's like, it's like the the street performer goes up to Maris Yahoo. He's like, damn, dude, you're a good singer. Oh, because Manjahu starts singing, yeah, yeah. he joins yeah, in, right? Oh, yeah, he cause, joins. Because he joins in and he starts singing that song. He's like, okay. all my time I've been waiting for, I've been praying for. That song, I forgot what it's called. Um, but he but he sings along with him, like all the, the chorus parts, he sings along with him. And he's just like, the street performer's just having a blast. Like, damn, this is fucking good. <laughs> hell like, yeah, somebody else, yeah, somebody else knows somebody the song. Yeah, yeah so Manjahu goes up to him and he's like, hey, dude, good job. He's like, dude, you, you like, that's awesome. Like, you, you sound like him. He's like, yeah, I'm Manjahu. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't, he didn't notice it at first that he said I didn't that. See that part of the video. I and he's know. like, he's like, yeah, Maris Yahoo. He's like, oh shit, you're Maris Yahoo, dude. What happened to your beard and everything? <laughs> yeah, so that was a trip. Uh, all right, so back to our episode. I gotta see that. Yeah, that video. It's a cool one. It's a cool one. So, Anywho, carry on, bro. So the the Yadama Yahoo, which is not Maris Yahoo, <laughs> is a, a a boogeyman specific to Australia, and uh, the Yadama Yahoo is this kind of grotesque sight. Um, that would be amusing if it were not if it were not for his ghastly habits. So they're no more than uh, four feet tall. They're red and they're covered with fur. And the Yadamayahu hmm. has this 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 uh disproportionately large head. It can open its toothless mouth like a snake, and uh, an adult can actually easily be swallowed by the Yadamayahu without discomfort at all. Its fingers and toes are equipped with these suction cups. The Yaramayahu are actually good climbers and can only waddle like cockatoos of this land. So it basically looks like this giant red hairy frog. This Yaramayahu. And when a Yaramayahu attacks, it attaches its hands and feet to its victim's body using its suction cup hands to drain the blood out of them. Ooh. So this one's a deadly fucking you ain't go boogeyman. Nowhere. It does not empty them entirely, but only enough enough to make them faint. And when it leaves the, its victim for a while, eventually returning to swallow them whole head first. A little dance lets the food slide down, and the meal is washed down to the water. And the Yaramana, and and the Yaramayahu, <coughs> who uh, then takes a nap after that. Wait. After waking up, the Yadamayahu actually vomits its prey out, and the human is, is almost always alive and playing dead. There's no reason for it to fight back the creature, as it can overpower the strongest man. And the Yadamayahu, who takes uh, five paces, then returns to poke its victim's side with a stick. Then it walks away ten paces before returning back to tickle the human under the arm or the neck. So it's literally just playing with its food. See. Pedal vibes. Pedal vibes. I mentioned earlier, but you went on pedophiles. He just swallow grown ass man. This dude sucking grown ass man and then tickling them. And so it's important not to let the Yanamayahu uh, swallow you multiple swallow times. You. <laughs> because yeah. the second time you're swallowed and regurgitated, you become shorter and completely hairless. And by the third time, you're shorter still and thick hair grows all over your body. 
Shut the f- You eventually become it? Eventually, after enough cycles of swallowing and vomiting, you become the Yadamayahu yourself. Damn. So this Yadama- so this motherfucker is like trying to recruit people. This boogeyman mm-hmm. is recruiting people. So in this particular um, article about the Yadamayahu, it doesn't say exactly like its reasoning as to why... Um, why it does what it does? So I just randomly, other than just like explain that like if you encounter one of this one of these motherfuckers, you're that's fucked. what it's going to do. Right or wrong, whether you do right, right. Yeah, see, see, this is more an exception than the rule when it comes to boogeyman going after evil people and children. All right, see this one. See this one, not as pedophilic. It goes after adults. Right. Now moving on to Ireland, we have the Clericons. And now the Clericons sound a lot like Leprechauns because they actually are. They have they share similar characteristics, much like the Leprechauns, except they're not as fine and dandy and you won't find gold at the end of the rainbow. Sorry. They're both described as small rascal types who enjoy shoemaking and guarding treasure. And they are pranksters and jokesters and rarely seen without a jug of ale in their hand. So they, they my like, type. They like they love drama. A, they like to have a good time. Sounds because, like they like drama. And because of this, many believe that they're simply drunk leprechauns or on g- drinking sprees. But this isn't the case. Such of their fondness for alcohol, they typically are spy, spotted in wine cellars and the like, and have known to quote unquote haunt them. Hmm. In eighteen twenty-five folktale, the the haunted cellar by Thomas Crofton Croker. They're described as the having drinking little fellows with faces like withered apples and their noses are said to be plump and purple from all the boozing. They can uh, be merry and quite charming, but their pranks have known to be border uh, murder <laughs> to, to border on unpleasant on times. Due to the excessive drinking and their short tempers, they have little gauge or care for the troubles of others that they or they do on others so unless you want your booze cupboard cleared out your milk turning sour or your eggs make rotten i'd get the heck out of there they're best known to harm livestock and even people who should step who anyone who would stand in their way of their acts of debauchery uh these are the tales of the sheep and cattle falling ill and family members catching the pox after disgruntling a a clericon so basically, if you got a wine cellar, you're fucked. Yep. And they do they target specific, like I mean, if you got a wine cellar, like if you, sh- if you sell shitty wine, then they harm the then they, they harm, the, harm the yeah, they yeah, harm yeah. the livestock. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck is this cheap wine? Start slapping sheep. <laughs> yeah. So I'm pretty sure the people that, that the clericons hot are those who are drunk or the drunkards. Because they're probably they're they're gonna be where the beer is or the, where where the the alcohol is. Yeah, trying to you know if you're getting fucked up, they're gonna get fucked up with you, but also yeah, cause some mischief. On and the they're gonna, and they're gonna take your supply because they haunt your shit. Exactly. They just they just, just, just lying bro. drunk on top of a twenty four pack, just going, ooh, just fucking. <laughs> they drag all the booze to the darkest corner of the room and just chill there and just start making noises. Yeah, and that's the clericon. They're just mischievous fucks. Who like drinking a lot and will most likely take your, your drinks and fuck up your lifestyle. Now, moving on to uh, Belgium, we have the Old Road Ogan. I thought you'd say Old Time Road. I was okay, little Nas. Yes, yes, Shit. little Nas. 
uh, also known as the Old Red Eyes. Now, the legend of the Old Road Ogun began in Flanders region of Belgium in the late 17th century after reports of children who went missing and were believed to be the victims of cannibalistic shapeshifter. Whoa. The witnesses claimed to have seen this kind of large, dark, uh, large naked black man running away after trying to steal a young girl from her bed. He was shot and she, he was shot at and seen to change into this large black dog. A homeless black man was soon found living near uh, Nickerspol without trial and was lynched and skinned alive. The skin is said to be buried in the basement of the St. Romuald's Cathedral in Mechlin. And then from the early 18th century until present, this ghostly dark figure with fiery red eyes has been seen in Mechlin and surrounding areas. It is said that he seeks his skin to become whole again and demonic figure um, he once was. During the 17th century, this ghostly being became known as the Nikir, the Nikir, or the Necker, as part of the story. Oh, the Necker? Whoa, the Necker. whoa, whoa. He gives some neck? Oh, shit. That's my even, question. Oh, all right. I was gonna say what do you think? Well, I'm like, this, this, time is, this is a little close to being a little racist. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking about neck. All right. Well, we'll go with Necker. He's a Necker. And, <laughs> and some neck. N- N-E-C-K-E-R. Okay. The Necker. <laughs> Two uh, different fucking. Yep. Yep. Sorry, my pronunciation. As part of the story told to the children who stayed up past their bedtime that they'd be <laughs> eating alive if they didn't go to sleep. Or they'd be getting some neck. <laughs> this whole time, every time you kept saying red eyes, I was waiting for you to finish Black, black dragon. dragon. Oh, my God. The red eyes, Black <laughs> Dragon. Oh, that meta's back. I summon you without tributing what? The meta's back? The red eyes, Black Dragon. This is a top tier deck. It's a tier one. Bro, right now you can't afford it, bro. And by the time you do get it, it's just out, bro. No, the ban list came out today. For all they got my, hit from my Yugi nerds, we're talking about Yu Gi Oh. Today's what? The tenth. Yeah, yeah. today's the tenth. So the ban list came out today, and the none of the dragon decks got hit, got hurt. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you guys just run. Now going back to another, um, another yokai, we have the. Namahaj. And the Namahaj, uh, its translation, it's coming from a phrase called the peeled blisters. Ew, oh. the peeled blisters. And it has other alternate names like the Amahaj, Amahagi, the Ew, <laughs> the Namohagi, and the Aposha. And its habitat is in mountainous regions in northern Japan. And so, what do they look like? These Namahaj are these frightful demon like yokai that live in the mountains. Along the northern coast of the Sea of Japan. They look like the Oni, which is why we, we, we reference that. With the bright red or blue skin, wild hair and eyes, large mouths that are full of sharp teeth and often have horns sprouting from their forehead. They wear straw leggings and raincoats and carry these large blades. So when oh I think of the, the, the Namahagi, if anyone has ever seen where the wild things are. That's, yeah. that, that's exactly what I was picturing. Like that's, that's the kind of thing that I'm... That, that they kind of look like. Do you know what I pictured? What's up? Fucking uh, Street Fighter. Blanca? No. Fuck Orange oh. Hair. Oh. It's Blanca, right? I think so. Yeah. Electric? The, the Thunder. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. 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 Green, yeah. long hair, yeah, yeah. just horns. Wait, that. Blanca doesn't have horns, huh? Doesn't have horns. But Okay. Add but, the horns on it. Yeah. I think Blanca has the fangs. Yeah, you have fangs. fangs? Okay. Yeah. Again, if, sorry, actually, if you just wanted to take a look at any of these pictures, go to our Instagram, 
Weird History, Tells Pod. And so here's there, here, here's what a typical interaction with the Namahag um, or Namahagi uh, will look like. Once a year during the Keshugatsu, which is the first full moon of the new year, uh, the Namahag deci- descend from the mountains to scare the villagers. They go from door to door and brandish their knives and they say things like, are there any bad kids here? And they particularly enjoy scaring small children and new brides. Despite their ferocious appearances and behavior, they're actually well-meaning yokai. They are sent down from the mountains as messengers of the gods to warn of uh, chastic who have been lazy or wicked. Lazy, huh? Mm-hmm. Fuck. So that is the Namaha. The next one, you might be you guys might be interested in this one. Oh. This is called the Wee Wee Gombel. Hold up, what? The Wee Wee Gombel. Hold up, say what? The Wee Wee? The Wee Wee. El Wee Wee? El Little Wee Wee. The Wee Wee Gombel, also known as a child kidnapper, who wants to teach families a lesson. And so this is an Indonesian uh boogeyman. We or, gotta post or, up that picture too. Our boogie woman. Because Oh, it's a woman? The the Wee Wee Gombel is actually a a female boogeyman. Or f- uh, a boogie boogie well, woman? Describe her woman. assets, bro. All right, so. Oh, this is the one where we went. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's summer for Archie. Alright, so every child knows about the Wee Wee Gombel. I don't know about the Wee Because <laughs> Are you a child motherfucker? Because right. bad things happen after the sun goes down. That's when the ghosts come out of hiding, including the Wee Wee Gombel, which is a female ghost who kidnaps children and tucks them behind her long papaya-shaped breasts forever. <laughs> papaya-shaped breasts. I might like papayas now, bro. Bro. Some papaya titties, bro. <laughs> is this supposed to be a punishment or, or a reward? Let's find out. Because it's starting to sound like a reward. The legend of the Wee Wee Gombel or the Cantu Quebec as she's known in Malaysia, goes like this. As a human, as a human, the Wee Wee Gombel was married to the love of her life, but they were childless because she was infertile. Her husband eventually began to cheat on her, and one day she caught him in bed with another woman. Enraged and, and heartbroken, the Wee Wee Gombel killed the man, killed her husband. Their neighbors, outraged by the killing, started hunting her down. Feeling cornered, she committed suicide. And her restless soul now wanders around longing for children to raise and keep behind her breasts where she thinks they are safe. The legend of the Wee Wee Gombel is so popular around Indonesia that not only her name is used to scare children into running back home before the dark, she also sometimes is a main suspect in real life cases of missing children. In 2017, a child in Medan went missing without a trace. After he has last seen running into the woods one night, the next day the family members went out looking for him for hours to no avail. And it was not until one of them sighted the Adzan where they find the boy who suddenly crawled out of a bush looking disoriented. They unanimously agreed that he was snatched by the Wee Wee Gumbel. Man, where is your child? He's been missing for how long? Oh, he must be hiding underneath the spirit's titty. Don't worry, we'll find him. We know where she's at. Bet the whole area smells like papaya, huh? <laughs> I'll be papaya mad as fuck. <laughs> so, they really described it like that, huh? Like papaya, that. Like papaya that. shaped titties, bro. Fuck, and it's horrible because papaya smells horrible. It tastes horrible. 
Bro, I, I do you I, like papaya? I, I, drink, I used to. I drink papaya smoothies every morning. It's actually really good. It's actually really good. Is it better than eating papaya? Yes. A bit. Okay. Yes. No. All right. And I know I know what you mean. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, they're smelly, bro. They're yeah. Smelly. Okay. Hold on. Do you mix it? Beast. With other fruit? Yeah. It, uh, I add almonds and I think leche because we're making it into like a almonds kind of like milky smoothie. Okay. Yeah. You still haven't answered my question. Is this a punishment or a reward? So it's easy to put to put all the blame on the wee wee gone bell, but the, here's the thing: she's a really misunderstood ghost. Yeah, with them. True, she does. Titties, bro. True, oh. she does kidnap children, and you know it's real messy as she leaves her bras everywhere, apparently. But people overlook the part of the story where she only takes the kids who are being abused by the parents. Her inability to conceive, uh, to conceive, grew a seed of hate. For her, those who mistreat their kids. Okay. okay. So according to the literature, she goes as far as scaring and guilt tripping parents until they realize their wrongdoings. So it's not so much a punishment for the kids she as it is them. for the parents. I remember how she says that she she talks to them until they pay attention. Do you think she yeah. ties them into a room? And she's like, "Stop yelling at your children!" And she starts slapping them with the big ass titties, knocking <laughs> them around the room. Guys, I'm t- t- weird history. Ear tells pod. This lady's honkers, bro. They're like they're gonna be scared. They go down to her shin, like, like <laughs> I would subscribe to her OnlyFans just out of curiosity, <laughs> premium, bro. Out of curiosity, tell your tell tell your parents to uh, mistreat you. She might pop up. They do mistreat. <laughs> Come take me away. There's, there's no big titted angel that <laughs> come to save me yet. All right, and then last but not least, it's tree. You a grown ass <laughs> man, motherfucker. God damn. Am I not their child? <laughs> Am I not their firstborn? It says children, not young children. I, I'm I'm still a child. I'm not a young child. I might be childish. Watch right. so the wee wee gone bell is gonna be like, you're too old, bro. It's like, bro, you're too big to feel any <laughs> big ass titties. My titties big. But it ain't big, big. I mean, they're papaya titties, bro. <laughs> the last one we got here is the Puga Mamu, which is the, the, the Puga Mamu. Okay, Puga. Which is uh, the Philippine boogeyman. And the Puga Mamu may be the most well known Philippine boogeyman from the. Um, Pampanga region. Okay. Uh, it is a headless being with like the more famous Puga uh, with a few major differences. The Puga is said to be the spirit of the beheaded priest and really only scares people. But the Puga Mambu is flesh and bone with a in, insatiable appetite for children. Insa- insatiable. insatiable appetite for children. Let me try that again. The Puga is said to be the spirit of the beheaded priest and really only scares people, while the Puga Mamu is flesh and bone with an insatiable appetite for children. How does he eat them without his head? I was going to say, how, how are you going to eat somebody with no head? Well, his, his, answer, please. Well, his neck and his shoulders are a giant carnivorous hole neck in which shoulders. the children are fed. So if you think you had it rough, when the parents use the tales of the Aswag to set your curfew, just remember, 
there are some very traumatized oh, Pampagan children who feared being torn apart and devoured by the saturated flank filled neck. Bitch, is, is this, this is a mouth. Is this Boogeyman Victory Bell? Check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. That's scary as fuck. Basically, Victory Bell. So here's a little. Bipod Victory Bell. Fuck. There you go. So here's a little poem to finish up my segment of Boogeyman from Around the World. Oh, wow. By the Puga Mambu. It's by the. It's I mean, by well, of the Puga Mambu. Oh, this motherfucker's a poet, too? <laughs> he likes to write. He's what, he's what, a poet on the side of what, murdering little kids. What, what'd you would you would you call um, who? Would you call um Poe? Joe Poe? Joe Poe. <laughs> That's him, bro. Joe Poe. That's Joe Poe. Joe Poe. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. What the fuck are you guys running <laughs> about? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You wanna gotta know. I'll talk about it after. Move on, move on. I'll I'll talk about the it. Fuck up move on. Hurry up. I'm gonna edit. I'll I'll talk so, so here's a poem. <laughs> Careful little child. It might hear you sneak. Careful, little child. Don't let the floor creak. Careful, little child. Don't make a sound. Careful, little child. Keep your head on the ground. Quiet, little child. Don't hide under your bed. Quiet, little child. Or you might lose your head. Quiet, little child. It is looking for you. Quiet little child, or you'll turn black and blue. Run little child, it has found your hiding place. Run little child, it doesn't have a face. Run little child, it is right behind you. Run little child, from the Puga Mamu. There is curious and pervasive phenomenon that can be seen across a wide range of cultures worldwide. One corner of the earth to the other, there seems to have always been a mother telling her child to watch out for what lurks in the night, waiting to prey on those who have been bad or misbehaved. Such tales know no cultural boundaries taking on a myriad forms but always coming down to one basic concept that of the foul monster in the shadows waiting to strike out at wicked children from the dimness there is not always any consistent form that these monsters might take but they are often called collectively the boogeyman which is derived from the word bogey meaning something scary or hobgoblin in Middle English. Other than that, it might be the thing in your closet, hiding in the basement, or tucked away under your bed. It is a formless avatar of terror for children far and wide, depending on the culture merely scaring kids or taking them away to devour. And it can take countless physical forms, but it is always completely terrifying. 
Whatever form it may take, there have been numerous reports from terrified witnesses who think they have some witness, what they describe as some form of boogeyman. One from True Ghost Tales come from a witness who calls herself Charmaine and who said that this happened to her when she was just seven years old. She claims that she began seeing a dwarf-like creature. She says that had sharp yellowish teeth, had red eyes, and its fingers looked like they were sharpened. This beast would often appear lurking in the shadow just to stare at her, often right in her own room. And sometimes it would just smile, the evilest smile I had ever seen. She says of her horroring experience with this thing. I, I tried to ignore it, but it wouldn't go away. I was so scared to go to bed at that night. It would appear each night when the lights were turned off and my parents were sleeping. They never believed me when I told them about th that thing. After a few months, I ignored it and it didn't like that. It started to scratch under the side of my bed. I still ignore it until one night that it jumped on my bed and scratched me. I screamed and my parents came and told me I just had a bad dream. The next morning, there were scratches on my arm. This continued for over six years. I, I got fed up with it and one night I looked in its eyes and told her to go away. And it did. I never saw it again, but felt its presence one more time. I was 16 at the time. I was visiting my friend and it was late so I decided to sleep there. We were sharing a bed, me, her, and her boyfriend. I woke up because her boyfriend was freaking out and said that the boogeyman was here. I sat up and I could feel the thing, but didn't see it. I ran to put the lights on when we looked at her boyfriend's arms. There were scratches on it. He told me what he saw. He described it exactly the same thing that I saw years ago. I went cold and the fear came back. I told him that I faced my fears and told her to go away and it did. This thing lives on fear. Whatever this thing was, it certainly fits the mold of the traditional boogeyman. Flitting about in the dark to scare young children, maybe even preying on that of fear. And that's the first story. Bro, first of all, I can just picture this fucking boogeyman, boogie whatever the thing, fucking with this girl for six years, whatever, finally had the ball, finally got on top of her, started fucking with her, the girl said, leave me the fuck alone, and the thing got, like, insulted, he's like, damn, I didn't know you felt this way. They got hurt. Hello. Yeah, like, fuck. I'm like, here keeping you company, motherfucker, you look Charmaine, punk-ass bitch. <laughs> the boogeyman's like, wow. <laughs> you do me like that? Wow. Yeah, see, but that's what, like that like I mentioned in the beginning of the segment. Earlier, yeah. You gotta fucking nut up and tell it to fucking go away. I never heard that phrase. What nut up? Nut up. I just made it up. Cause I nutted up. <laughs> that sounds horrible, bro. <laughs> you trying to nut up? You trying to nut up, bro? Oh, I'll nut you guys up. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. Sounds like you just climaxing yourself, bro. Yeah, bro. And do you think this boogeyman was big? Uh, no, right? Because no, she described small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? She it went away for like ten years, right? Six years. 
No. They fucked with her for six years. Yeah. And then she's like, leave me the fuck alone. And he's like, wow. Wow, Charmaine. Mm. Wow. And then it just left. Okay. Mm, <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, so she was, what? 16 when, they, when, when she, she stepped was over? 10. Oh, so, so she was 10 when I was fucking with her. Six years at the time. Yeah, six years later, she's 16. And then she was and with a friend. She was with a friend. And then I guess she's like, fuck off. That buggy man was fucking with that guy. In another report from Your Ghost Stories, a witness from South Africa says she was 13 years old at the time of her experience and that it began with waking up at all hours overcome with a sick, thick sense of dread and fear. At first she never did see what it was that could conjure up such emotions of pure terror and it seemed to come in waves out of absolutely nowhere until one night she finally got a glimpse of her unseen tormentor dragged into the light in all of the hideous glory she says i then woke up again with the same fear and panic i looked around in my room again and that's when i saw it it was sitting on my desk in front of my bed it it was small like a garden gnome it had yellow eyes sharp little teeth and pointed fingers it just stared at me. I never felt so scared in my life. I screamed and my dad came to my room. As soon as he put the light on, the creature was gone. My dad didn't believe me when I told him what I had seen. He thought it was just a bad dream. It felt so real. I know I was awake and I know I saw it and it saw me. I slept in my parents' room for the rest of the night. I was now scared to go to bed, to be alone in my room at night. I could always feel it watching me. It also started to scratch the underside of my bed at night. I once again woke up and saw the creature sitting on my desk. He stared at me and smiled. This apparently went on for several more years, the strange intruder making sporadic visits to this frightened child's room. She tried to tell her parents what was going on, but they simply wrote it all off as a child's rambling and overactive imagination. Unfortunately for her, things would begin to escalate quite spectacularly. She says, Whenever I saw the creature, I just covered my face with my duvet, prayed and hoped I would fall asleep quickly. It seemed like he didn't like that, that I ignored it and things just got worse. I saw him sitting on my desk again. I just closed my eyes and covered my face. I knew he was still there. I could feel him watching me. I then felt him jump onto my bed. I didn't dare move. I never been this scared in my life. I didn't dare look. I just laid there. I could feel him scratching my arm and I screamed. My dad came and put the light on and the creature was gone. I slept in my parents' room again. The next morning, I saw the four scratches on my arm, but my parents said I must have done it in my sleep. I told a friend what was happening, and luckily he believed me. He told me this thing thrives on fear, and that I should sleep with the Bible under my pillow and tell it to go away. 
I did just that. I could still feel him sometimes watching me, but never saw him again. I was 16 at that time. This is when it got even creepier. I was doing much better. Two years had passed without any incident. I was 18 at the time. I stayed over at a friend's house. We all slept in front of the TV. Her boyfriend screamed in the early hours. I woke up and I could feel the creature looking at us. I knew it was there. You know, you know what was more creepier? What? Than the boogeyman, the, the whole, her dealing with the boogeyman? Yeah. That she was 16 and still sleeping with her parents. Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the fact that the boogeyman is still—you don't discriminate. <laughs> you don't care how old the fuck you scared. Like, oh, 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 you, you got fear. Oh, you scared. Oh, you mine. Oh, you scare, scared. You scare. You scare, scared. See, Paul. Oh, well, I mean, he never actually fucked with her again, but she still said feels. This. Yeah, because she never told. Yeah, she yeah. never told him to fuck off. Yeah, you know, yeah. she put the Bible underneath the bed. That's like her waving the gun. And he's like, "All right, I'll chill, I'll chill, I'll chill." Okay, I see your gap, bitch. She's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know he's, a little, you know, but he's like, you know, he's like in Friday, he's like when when Devo here, I be shutting, he's like I be shutting up, but oh, when he's he gone, gone I will be, be talking. talking. <laughs> That's the demon is like, he's like, oh, you got the Bible, I'll just chill, but if you asleep, I be watching. <laughs> Pedophile. Damn, we said that in sync. Yeah, because <clears throat> we nutted it up as a group. <laughs> Don't you ever say nut it up and as a group ever again. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a shirt, bro. <laughs> Shut up or nut up? Not just nut nut. Nutting up. N U double T I N. Nutting. Or are you gonna put the G? Nutting. I don't know yet. I haven't gone that far yet. I haven't designed the shirt yet. Team meeting after this, bro. Team meeting. Team meeting. Bro, I gotta nut up. Yeah. Just nut up. Stop being bitching that up, bro. Damn. You just remind me of saying that. You just remind me of my D's nuts shirt. Yeah, powered by D's nuts. You have it's a, a squirrel. D's, you have a D's and a Ferrari nuts. or Corvette. I had a. I was in middle school, sixth grade. I thought <laughs> I was, Jinko. I, Jinko days, bro. I had my Jinko days. I had my I had my big ass Jinko jeans, <laughs> and I had my regular polo white t shirt for for my school uniform. Okay. And underneath my school uniform, I had a brand new shirt. I thought it was amazing. We had, my parents had bought me. They didn't. They thought it was a cute little squirrel because you know they didn't they didn't the the logo. It's yeah. a squirrel drifting in a, like a little convertible. Yeah, and the and the word said powered by these nuts. <laughs> and I thought it was the coolest shit ever. I wore it to school and threatened to suspend me if I brought it back. It's powered by these nuts, bro. Tom, yeah, nut up, bro. nut up, son. Your pa- <laughs> they call your parents up to the principal's office. Um, I, I mean, the, mom. Fast and the Furious had just come out. I was, you know, watching him. I was like, oh, he's cars, cars. Okay, just let him get the shirt. <laughs> Little did they know. <laughs> I, I've been nutted up since. Shut up and nut up. Hell yeah. I got powered by them. I got powered by them nuts and go, I was nutted up. Go to the next story, bro. All right. Here comes the next one. <laughs> nut up. There are quite a few more of these creepy tales floating around out there. On Reddit, there is a witness who claims that when he was younger, his family moved to a large and very old wooden house that did not sit well with him from the very beginning. He was apparently often left alone in that spooky place while his parents were away out at work. 
It was on one of these days, being alone in this creaky old building, that he had his own brush with something very reminiscent of some sort of boogeyman. He explains, One early evening when I came home, the house was still dark. I called out, Mom? And heard her sing-song voice say, Yes? From upstairs. I called her again as I climbed the stairs to see which room she was in, and again got the same, Yes? Reply. We were decorating at the time. I didn't know my way around the maze of rooms, but she was in one of the far ones, right down the hall. I, I felt uneasy, but I figured that was only natural, so I rushed forward to see Mum, knowing that her presence will calm my fears, as a mother's presence always does. Just as I reached for the handle of the door to let myself into the room, I heard the front door downstairs open and my mother call, Sweetie, are you home? In a cheery voice. I jumped back, startled, and ran downstairs to her, but as I glanced back from the top of the stairs, the door to the room slowly opened. For a brief moment, I saw something strange in there. I don't know what it was, but it was staring at me. Fuck. Yeah, how creepy is that? And that. Anxiety. And the image was this shit. Yeah. You want to see that image? Weird history. Here we tell spot. In another account, the witness says she was around seven years old at the time when she was jolted awake by piercing pain in her ear. The pain was so intense enough that she got out of bed to go tell her mom and stepfather, but something kept her from completing her journey to their room. She said that as she crept through the living room, she was suddenly alarmingly aware of someone sitting there in the murk in one of the chairs. She says of what happened next. The person looked strange. The face was just kind of distorted, but it was dark and I couldn't see well. Mom? I asked. The person shook their head and I started getting scared. Mike? The person shook their head again. I was decided the best course of option was to go back to bed so I wouldn't have to walk past this person. I climbed in bed and closed my eyes for a second and before opening them and seeing the person standing in my doorway smiling madly and nodding furiously. I screamed at the top of my lungs and closed my eyes. My stepdad came running out of his room in his underwear with a baseball bat. That was a scary sight in itself. <laughs> there was nothing there but clothes my mom had folded and put on the chair where it strewn about the living room. For the longest time I told myself it was my cat sitting on those clothes. She's, you know, she's like, I always told myself it was my cat that was sitting on those clothes, but I have no cat. <laughs> <laughs> but cat? I don't have a cat. What cat? Now, what, what would get me scared? The fact that this motherfucker was smiling madly and nodding furiously. <laughs> Wait, nodding's this, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Up and, God. Up, up and down, up yeah, and yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pedal? Oh, pedal. Yep, oh, pedal. Pe pedal vibes. Pedal vibes. Pedal vibes. Pedal vibes. Pedal vibes. Pedal 
It is not even always just the children who see these things, and some reports indicate that parents have stepped in to see something that they were perhaps not meant to see. One Reddit witness says that his two-year-old child would often wake up screaming uncontrollably, and then when he went to provide comfort, his, his young son would simple babble, bad man, bad man. One night, things graduated to a full-on bizarreness when he says, I heard him whimpering one night and saw a freakishly tall figure in the baby monitor. Nearly shat, nearly shat myself. myself. Grabbed my pistol. Grabbed my pistol. Ran to his room to find my son locked in the and closet. The figure nowhere to be and found. The figure nowhere the to be found. Door can only be locked from the, the door outside. Door can only be locked from the outside. There was a gray wool scarf, scarf on the floor of his room, room that I had never seen before. Seen before. Cops, Cops came, came and filed a B&E report. B&E report. There was no sign of force or anything. We're planning on moving in a few months. Fuck yeah, I'd be trying to move this the fucking regular human like, intruder see, First of all, else. so Why the is it that closet that, only locked <clears throat> from the outside, so the little kid getting done himself. Okay, Secondly, that's this tall Slenderman ass thing wearing a scarf. A motherfucker was dressed in style, That was the end of that story. What was the ending of the story? You got no style, motherfucker. That was part of that previous story, right? Or this, this yeah, is so is this a so regular the, human so intruder or right? something else? Mm-hmm. Stepdad or the dad? Why was it there? Saw, uh, where did uh, it go? Figure in the baby monitor. He went it in, is interesting to in know that across so many cultures, we still get these blah, blah, stories blah. of something mysterious and, and terrorizing children. In a few months. It does make That's one wonder if this is all just a child's way to deal with fear of the unknown or something more. Start from the shit This is a universal feature. And then These tales pause, to terrify kids, and it with the, as well as many children calling for their parents in the middle of the night. How far do you want me to read? They can't nearly shat myself. All of it from there? the dark. Yeah. Is that? Yeah, yeah. No, Could it no, possibly yeah, be that myself. the phenomenon okay. was spurred on the stories rather than the other way around? Could these be some form of entity that feeds on the potent fear of the very young harvesting their terror? Or is it just stories, folklore, and an unchanging archetype upon the human psyche? Cautionary tales used to keep children in check? Whatever you may think, kids across the world will probably keep on being scared by these perceived threats, whether real or not. That is it. This uh, story slash article was written by Brent Swanser. It is titled Strange Encounters with the Boogeyman. And these are just few stories of yeah. what children and other adults have dealt with related to Boogeyman. I love that this is like just kind of like a, ger- a general like experience that is like, universal. Like, yeah, it's universal. It's typical to any encounter. Worldwide, yeah. Yeah. I like it. The Boogeyman is one of the most interesting monsters possibly ever. And its ability to exist all over the world in thousands of stories all throughout time while sharing very few characteristics is incredible and downright scary. The Boogeyman could very well be evil incarnated. It could be our darkest fears slithering throughout our floors at night. 
a joyless nightmare, enveloping us at night with its extended limbs clutching our beds. It could be any of these things. But luckily for us, the boogeyman was nothing more than a punishment hung over our heads. A device used to send us to bed so that the truly nefarious could spread their wicked wings so that the immoral, the truly damnable could remain corrupt, sworn to vile, horrible sin, a hellish nightmare, so foul for words that even the blackest of nights tremble in horror. As mom and dad bump nasties in pound town. And that wow. is the end to our Boogeyman episode. Time to nut up in he, pound town. He, not, he nutting up for sure. No, oh, he nutting in something. <laughs> so that is our Boogeyman episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I enjoyed the living shit out of it because I didn't know dick about the Boogeyman except for my own weird personal experiences with it. It's cool mm. that it's, you know, it's, it's a universe. It's cool. I'm not the only one. You know what I mean? But it's it's also scary that I'm not the only one because it's not just me. That's what makes yeah. it great. It's like, although you don't know much about it, you do know because it's that specific, non-specific. Yeah, but it's this universal fear that we've all had. Yeah. Sure, it mainly fucks with children, but these stories have been passed down mainly by adults. Maybe these adults are telling, the, are telling stories of when they were children but they're being passed down from generation to generation and that fear is also being passed down do you think they're they're, they're saying that so that way their kids are the or i mean maybe are trying to nut them up well i mean because it worked on that oh, well i mean they're not trying to nut up because if they were trying to nut up they'd be able to fucking fight the boogeyman oh, okay they're okay. trying to scare these children you know so mom and dad could you know bump nasties you know okay. like go to bed so my mom you know go to bed so my mom so your mom could give you my anniversary you know yeah. So, um, what, what, <laughs> where do they say all that shit so that way they can think the, the the noise that the parents are making are actually the boogeyman? They're gonna be traumatized when I'd they be, first have sex. I'd be more traumatized if I if I knew it wasn't the boogeyman. Like those, you guys are making those noises. <laughs> You're the boogeyman. But um, one of the things that I that I I I wasn't gonna get into it, but that led to another rabbit hole. Was and you know, and I didn't want to do any more work. <laughs> no, but like you know, it, it, it it would it led to a weird court, like a weird w- fucking rabbit hole. Mm. The shadow people, you know, those things we see at the corner of our eyes. Right, there are people who say that this, but everything that we the boogeyman are actually shadow people, and shadow people they're either interdimensional beings, they're aliens, or spirits. Mm-hmm. And I was going to get into that whole thing, but then in order for me to get into aliens, if I was going to mention aliens, I have to mention this. And if it was going to be a fucking, if it's a spirit, I have to mention this. And if it was an interdimensional being, then I have to fucking mention what interdimensional being, what in, what being an interdimensional being consists of. And I'm I'm playing Valhalla, bro. I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to enjoy this <laughs> shit out. I'm trying bro. to enjoy Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Cyberpunk just came out yesterday, but yeah. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed it's this fun. episode. This episode was actually uh, submitted, suggested to us by a listener, Hector. I tagged him in our post, and you know, I hope you, I, I, I'm, I, I'm sorry that I'm sorry that we ruined this topic for you because I, because we know we did, but um, papaya titties, nut it up, pedal vibes, pedal vibes. I bet you didn't expect none of this. Chef kiss, 
Yeah, so I hope you guys. So if you guys have remember, if you guys want a topic that you guys do not want to think about anymore, you guys want us to ruin, please send us a message. We did a perfect one with this one. Um, our good homie um, Memo, um, he said, "Why don't you guys do an episode on the number 13 That's a cool last episode. Thirteen. All right. All right. All right. All right. So you know, if you guys have any, you guys have any topics that you guys want us to ruin for you, let us know. We'll do it. And for sure, we will ruin it. We'll do it. We're gladly ruin it. And remember, guys, before we end this episode, if you don't want your children dying in their sleep, do not scare them anymore. Do not say no. Do not scare them about the boogeyman. Instill strengthen them. Don't say don't be out of there. The boogeyman's gonna get you. Instead. Make make the big man work for you. Be like, look, go wash my car, go take out the trash, do the do the laundry, so the boogeyman won't get you. Mm-hmm. That's how. That's he how you t- he won't get you. You got you got to do the work, and he won't get you. Yep. How you gonna get you if you work? If, if you work, because yeah. you know what they say: idle hands are a devil's playground. And with that, I'm gonna end the episode. No, no one has anything to say. You guys are looking mm-hmm. at. No one has anything to say. Uh, thank you guys so much. We got a couple of things after that bullshit you said, but um, add us on Instagram, uh-huh. Weird History, Here Here Tells Pod. Pod. You guys could look at all the pictures that we mentioned on our Instagram. You guys could do us a favor, rate and review us. You guys could do that by following the link on our Instagram, Weird History, Here Tells Pod. And if you guys want to do your own investigating, or if you guys want to d- delve into more of the things we talked about, all the notes and all the sources are going to be in this episode's show notes. Right. So you guys you know, do your digging. If you guys want to visit some of these websites, because some of these websites are amazing, but don't do it, because then we won't have any sources for us to read if you guys read them all, so please don't. Um, but legally, we have to... Legally, we have to fucking put them on the show. Now. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have to credit. You know, we have to give, give credit, credit to all the people who actually did the work, because all we're doing, we're just re- good. We're just vomiting whatever they did. Blech. So, with that being said, thank you guys, and as always, we are the Weird History. Here we tell us pod.